Welcome to the Maple Grove Scripture Reading Podcast, Episode 5, Exodus 30 through Leviticus 13. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Scripture Reading Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Spencer, and today we're finishing our discussion of Exodus and then getting a little bit into Leviticus. Now, don't forget to continue the conversation on the episode 5 page at our website, maplegrove.church slash scripture. Well, last week we left off with the Israelites receiving the instructions for the tabernacle, the place where God would dwell with them as they traveled through the promised land. Now, Moses is up on Mount Sinai with God receiving the law, so let's continue there. In chapter 31, verse 14, God says to observe the Sabbath because it is holy to you. And then on verse 17, he says, It will be a sign between me and the Israelites forever. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day he abstained from work and rested. Now, most of us, if not all of us that are listening to this, are, are Gentiles, and which means we're not Jewish. And, and so you may ask me why point out this verse and and why think that this would be profitable for us. Well, I think that that observing the Sabbath would be beneficial to us as Christians. Because if you look at our culture, our culture is just go, 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 like all the time, 24-7. And we get into that, like we feed into that. And so I think that we need to take that Sabbath, that we need to observe that as well. We need to take a day, like work for six days, work hard for six days, but we need to take that seventh day of rest where we can just be in the presence of God, where we can just worship him in a way, and, and we can just take that day, you know, maybe maybe when it gets warmer, because it's, it's freezing outside, but maybe when it gets warmer, you can go out and just spend time in God's creation. Um, whatever it is, whatever you do, just spend that time kind of recharging. You can bust it for six days, like do work for six days, do good work for six days, but then just take a day to rest and recharge and spend some time with God. That's why I think it's beneficial for us to observe the Sabbath. So, okay, so Moses is up on the mountain. He's been up there for a long time. And the people of, of Israel are, are starting to get a little antsy. They're starting to get a little impatient. And so something happens in verse 32 that I want to cover here. And, and let me just read from verse 1, where it says, When the people saw that Moses was so long in coming down from the mountain, they gathered around Aaron and said, Come, make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses, who brought us up out of Egypt, we don't know what's happened to him. So these people, they're getting impatient. And so they ask Aaron to make us make them gods who will go before them, to make them gods. That's an amazing, not amazing in a good way, but that's an amazing thing. Because, again, these people, like we talked about last week, these people saw they they saw the miracles of God in the Exodus. They saw the ten plagues that affected the people of Egypt and did not affect them. They saw this pillar of fire and, and smoke and that went before them that is the presence of the Lord. 
they saw the, the parting of the Red Sea and they saw the presence of the Lord in, in this cloud and lightning and thunder up on Mount Sinai where Moses was. And yet they wanted Aaron to make them a god or, or multiple gods who would go before them. And now, so Aaron, who who was had a front row seat to every single one of these miracles, to every single one of, of these things that happened to the Egyptians, Aaron, you would think that he would just immediately say, heck no, I'm not going to do that. I, 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 you're crazy. You know, just, just put your faith and trust in the Lord. But we don't see that. We don't see any of that. Verse 2 says, Aaron answered them, Take off the gold earrings that your wives, your sons, and your daughters are wearing and bring them to me. There's no hesitation. At least from the biblical account that we are given, there is absolutely no hesitation here from Aaron. And I think that that speaks volumes. Um, because I, I think that, that it would have been put in there if there were. I, I think that the Holy Spirit would have pointed it out if Aaron had had reservations about doing this, but but it doesn't look like he did. So they make this golden calf. They start worshiping to it. They start sacrificing to it. They're having a big old party. And then in verse 7, the Lord tells Moses about it, and he's not happy. The Lord is not happy. So verse 7, Then the Lord said to Moses, Go down, because your people, whom you brought up out of Egypt, have become corrupt. They have been quick to turn away from what I commanded and have made themselves an idol cast in the shape of a calf. They have bowed down to it and sacrificed to it and have said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. I have seen these people, the Lord said to Moses, and they are a stiff-necked people. Now leave me alone so that my anger may burn in against them and that I may destroy them. Then I will make you into a great nation. God is not happy. And again, he is willing to wipe out his people and start over with Moses. You know, you may think, well, that's a bit harsh, right? But it's not really. But it's not. Because... Our God is a jealous God. If we look back into the Ten Commandments, the first two commandments that are, are listed here are, You shall have no other gods before me, and you shall not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything in heaven above or on earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the fathers, to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. Our God is a jealous God. He doesn't want you to put something in front of him, whatever it is. And again, this is something that we need to look at as Christians in our culture today. What kind of idols have we made? that we are putting in front of God. Some examples could include money, power, sex, just anything, really, that you are putting in front of God, that you are worshiping before you worship God. And so 
Our God is a jealous God. He doesn't want that. He wants the worship that he deserves as the creator of everything, as the Savior. That's the kind of worship that he wants. And so God's reaction is to destroy the people. And then he will make a he will keep his promise of, of making a great nation, but he will do it through Moses. But Moses' reaction here is also interesting. In verse 11, But Moses sought the favor of the Lord his God. O Lord, he said, Why should your anger burn against your people whom you brought out of Egypt with great power and a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say it was with evil intent that he brought them out? To kill them in the mountains and to wipe them off the face of the earth. Turn from your fierce anger, relent, and do not bring disaster on your people. Remember your servants Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, to whom you swore by your own self, I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, and I will give your descendants all this land I promised them, and, I will make, I will, uh, and it will be their inheritance forever. Verse 14, Then the Lord relented and did not bring on his people the disaster he had threatened. Moses stood in the gap for the Israelites. He stood in the gap for his people, telling God, you know, why, why should the Egyptians get to say that, that you are evil because that you brought them out to kill them in the mountains and wipe them off the face of the earth? So you know, he's saying that why, why should they say that when we know that that is not true, that you are good and just and righteous? And, and so he's standing in the gap for for the people. The people don't know this, but but Moses saved them because the Lord did relent and did not bring disaster on his people, like it says in verse 14. But then in verse 19, Moses comes down. He approaches the camp. Um, it says, when Moses approached the camp and saw the calf and the dancing, his anger burned, and he threw the tablets out of his hands, breaking them to pieces at the foot of the, foot of the mountain. And he took the calf they had made and burned it in the fire, then ground it to powder, scattered it on the water, and made the Israelites drink it. He said to Aaron, what did these people do to you that, led, that you led them into such great sin? Do not be angry, my lord, Aaron answered. You know how prone these people are to evil. They said to me, make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses who brought us up out of Egypt, we don't know what has happened to him. So I told them, whoever has any gold jewelry, jewelry take it off. Then they gave me the gold, and I threw it into the fire, and out came this calf. Aaron is is completely like taking away any blame. Like Moses comes down and and he's like, "What did these people do to you that you led them into such great sin?" And and Aaron is like, you know, he got defensive all of a sudden. He's saying, "Look, you know how how prone these people are to evil. You know what they they're capable of. You've seen it." And so they said, make us gods. And so he said, "Okay, well, whoever has jewelry, I'll put it into the fire and then Boom, calf comes out. This little calf of gold just magically appeared. I, it, <laughs> I'm not sure that Moses bought into that. I'm pretty sure God did not bring it buy into that. But again, that's just, what excuses are we making? What excuses are we making when we create an idol that, oh, I just randomly hit that website, that web link? 
oh, I just I just stopped on that TV show. It magically showed up. I don't know what happened. Um, what excuses are we making for the idols that we put before God? Judgment happens. 3,000 people are killed by the Levites, and then a plague falls on the rest of the people. Because our God is just. Our God is righteous, and there is nothing... Yet, because we don't have a sacrificial system that comes at the beginning of Leviticus, or really all throughout Leviticus, we don't have a sacrificial system, so there's nothing to stand, there's nothing to take the sin away from these people. And so 3,000 people are killed by the Levites, and the plague that falls upon the Israelites. Then we move on to chapter 33, and this is in the tent of meeting, and I just wanted to bring this verse up because... I honestly don't understand it. Um, and, and the reason, I, here's here. let me read the verse from chapter 11, or sorry, chapter 33, verse 11. It says, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks with his friend. Look, we have learned um, that speaking face to face with God is just not possible. Um, we, we've even seen it with Moses where he asks to see his face and God says no because no one can see my face because it's just too much. And and so he lets him see the, like, the trailing end of his glory, but he doesn't let him see his face. And so this verse in here in chapter 33, it's just, it, it, it's interesting because I don't, I don't get it. Um, how could Moses speak with him face to face? Again, there's no sacrificial system yet, so I'm just not sure how this happened. And we even see it later. When people come into the presence of God, uh, like in chapter 10 of Leviticus, where Aaron's sons came into the presence of God, went into the temple, or the temple, into the tabernacle, and died because they burned an unauthorized fire that was contrary to God's command. Did you watch the video on holiness? That that video was that video is a great video that um just really kind of describes that in in a great way. The Bible Project video on holiness. Because it talks about holiness being so good that it is dangerous to us. Because we are are sinful creatures, that we have a sin nature. And so we can't, like, willy-nilly approach the Lord because we are, are sinful. And, and now we, as Christians, we are covered by the blood of the Lamb. And, and so we have an ability to approach God. We have the Holy Spirit that lives in us that, that can help us to approach the Father, because the Father no longer sees our sinful nature. He sees Jesus. He sees the righteousness of Jesus, who was our perfect sacrifice. And so that's why I want to talk about that that verse, because it's just, I'm confused by it. Um, I was confused when I read it, because I think it's cool. Like, I think that is so cool, because he says that 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 God would speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks with his friend. And I just think that is that's a neat picture, a neat image. But I just don't understand how that could happen. 
And, and and even even if we look at the end of Exodus in chapter 40, in verse 35, it says Moses could not enter the tent of meeting because the cloud had settled upon it and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Again, I it seems different to me. And so um, if, if you have any thoughts or ideas or or anything, just let let me know. Uh, go to the podcast episode page and leave a comment. And, and what do you think? What do you think is is happening here? Why do you think Moses was able to speak face to face with with God in this instance? I think it's pretty cool. Okay, so we move on to Leviticus, and just a, a couple things I want to point out here because these first number of chapters we read up through chapter thirteen this week, and. And so I just wanted to point out, um, these first few chapters, first 13 or so chapters, cover the sacrificial system. And for us today who do not understand necessarily the sacrificial system or do not, um, you know, it's not something in our lives. We, we don't do sacrifice in this way. And, and... So I, I just I know that that reading through this can be um, not the most exciting thing in the world if you're reading it through our perspective, of course, which is what we are. I mean, we're reading it with our perspective, but but I, it's still important. Uh, it's it's still important because as we see in chapter four, there's something that I wanted to look at in chapter four here where you have this discussion of the sin offerings in chapter 4. And the thing that I wanted to point out is that most of the time, these sin offerings were to be without blemish, like which means they were to be animals that were perfect, animals that were not, um, not blemished, uh, perfect animals to bring for your sin, so that the sin could be transferred to the animal, the animal would be sacrificed to the Lord, and and the animal would take your sin on upon itself but it was perfect the reason that i want to bring that up is because as again as christians we we don't have a sacrificial system but we have had a sacrifice on our behalf and that sacrifice was jesus just like the spotless animals the ones without blemish jesus took our sin upon himself as he went to the cross. He took our sin and nailed it to the cross with him as a perfect sacrifice. And he was perfect because he was sinless. He was the spotless, without blemish, lamb of God. And and. That is that is so important to think about, and it goes all the way back to Leviticus. It goes all the way back to Leviticus. That's why it's important to read these things, because this is an entire narrative. The Bible is is it's sixty six books that tie together with a narrative that points to a Savior in Jesus, and that's that's huge. That's absolutely huge for us. And so that's what that's the lens that we need to remember to read with when we're reading through Scripture. We need to read through the lens knowing that this all points to Jesus. 
Okay. Well, that's it that I've got for this week. Next week, we're going to finish our discussion on Leviticus, and we will finish that, I think, on Wednesday. I think we'll finish reading Leviticus, and then we will get into get into numbers there will be one chapter number so we'll probably push that off another week so next week we'll talk about leviticus and what we see in there and so i hope you join us again next week thanks again for listening bye thanks for listening to the maple grove christian church scripture reading podcast you can find out more information about our church at our website at www.maplegrove.church You can also follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MGCCBtown. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Thanks again for listening.